Welcome back to another episode of Sports Rundown. I'm your host, Z, and joining me today are my co-host, Waddles, Jackson, and Josh. This is the Sports Rundown podcast where we are four college students coming to you from the campus of Palm Beach Atlantic University, here to bring you all the sports and all the news that goes with it. And welcome back. Now we are going to be talking about the NFL divisional round, and do we want to give a quick recap of any big moments that we noticed from the wild card round? Because it was a great set of games. I would say the biggest moment that immediately comes to my head is the fact that I picked perfectly, which no one oh else in this room can say. Oh, my gosh. I, I just thought that, like, when, when I, you say wild card weekend, I just think about, oh, Z is perfect. <laughs> like, like, that's just the thought that goes through my head. Okay, we we can talk about that, but I don't think any of the rest of us want to. So <laughs> is there any moments from the games specifically? One other thing I would like to say is I went 5-1, and one, and the fact that Z went 6-0 and oh and I went 5-1 and one mathematically means that we had five of the same picks. That is remarkable. Which might might be a record. That that's I I didn't know where you were going with it, but that's that's facts. I don't think we've ever agreed five times in one episode. Yeah, even in college football, when we that, had ten chances, that's got to be a record. New Go year, us. new us. Yeah, e and new, Z new might agree no more more. waddles against the world. Josh, Z, who Z's got with me more. now. Um, yep. Oh uh, no, I think like you said, a super exciting week of football started off with the. Jaguars Chargers game, which an all time collapse. That was unbelievable. absolutely wild game. I, you got to feel bad for the Chargers fans. Oh, no, not at all. I, I like mean, the Chargers. it seemed like they had they a free they ride. Don't, that's fair. They don't have fans. It seemed like they had a free ride like after the first half to the second round. But then the Jaguars just, after the past couple weeks, the Jaguars just seemed to find a way to win. Battle. In the end, the guy with the longer, the quarterback with the longer hair won. This is true. I'm growing my hair out, guys. This that, game is a very bad look for Justin Herbert, as mo- most of the points his team scored in the first half were off turnovers on great field position, and he would have just needed to score more than a field goal. Like they just needed to score more than three points in the second half, and they're winning this game. Like, they had enough distance on the Jags that all they needed to do was score a single touchdown in the second half, and they win this game. Honestly, I don't I don't know if you can put it completely on Herbert, though, because people have been blaming the Chargers coach, Brandon Staley. Oh, I don't... He, it's uh, not... I'm not going to say it's completely on Herbert, but overall, there's a lot of, be, of blame to be passed around oh, it's, for, it's for the situation. Around, yeah. Yeah. It's going to go around. For, for Staley sure. and Herbert... As the two people, I mean, running the offense. Like, you need to score more than three points in the second half. Oh, I can and agree with that. Yeah. you would have seen first quarter and you thought, oh, my goodness, they're, they're just unstoppable. 17 points. 17-0. 17-0. And then 10-0. Or 27-0. And in the last 24 seconds, Jaguars score. And all the, all the Chargers can do after that is score one field goal from 50 yards away. Well, I mean... <clears throat> I know that I hate on a lot of players that a lot of people don't hate on, but I think this, for a lot of people, really showed that Justin Herbert isn't on that level a lot of people thought he was on. Because you you know, you know, hear comparisons all year and even seasons before this, how he's on the same 
you know, you'd rather have him than Burrow. You know, he's not even like he's in the same tier as Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and I. You know, I preach on the fact that that's not true, and I think a game like this really will calm down the overhype on Justin Herbert. I think not even that, but just like the defense absolutely collapsed. Like they were. Well, I feel like the refs almost got in Boza's head. Because, I mean, you saw there were multiple clips where uh, he's yelling at the ref for a bad call. And even in the post game press conference, he was talking about it. Because I think, you know, because he's obviously the leader, like a very strong leader of that defense. And he just, I think once the refs had kind of gotten him sidetracked, I think that's when the defense started to fall apart. I completely agree with that because he he certainly is, as you said, the leader of that team, and their defense collapsed as he collapsed. And as a leader, like, when you when you lose your composure, it tends to affect those you're leading. And, like, that, that's exactly what we saw from the rest of their defense. That being said, it's hard to blame the defense as the defense was the reason for most of the points they scored in the first half. As all 17 of those points were on in the first quarter were off possessions that started on their own end of the field. Asante Samuel had the three interceptions, and they had four in the first half. So while the defense may have struggled giving up so many points, giving up 24 in the second half, they still, what the performance they put out in the first half, which was elite, should have been enough for them to win. I think you made a good point just a little bit ago, though, about the fact that there can be blame put around each part of the team because it's like in a playoff game, you can't be giving up 24 on defense in a half. And then on offense, you can't be putting up three points in a half as well. So it just goes all around and you got to feel bad for the chargers, but they, they should be coming back next year. Just as good. In my opinion, we'll find out. Yeah. Then then the very next day we had what could have been, I mean, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if it had the same kind of outcome. Teams losing, they come back and win in the fourth quarter with Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills, but then they they just didn't do it. Sorry. Josh. Don't even get Josh and I started. Josh, we turned this game off. We were watching this game together. We turned it off five, ten minutes into the f- first quarter. Just absolutely livid. You know, we didn't. Th- we weren't expecting anything crazy out of Skylar Thompson, but, you know, you know, and Jalen Waddle was having issues. In the, it was just wasn't a good game to start off with. You know, we turned it off, did some homework, you know, tuned back in at the half, and the Dolphins are right back in it. It was a tie game with maybe a minute to go in the in the first half, and then the Bills were able to drive down the field. T- but then at that point, Miami had all the momentum because they were getting the ball in the second half, and guess what? They start off by going three and out, just like they started off the, the first half. It's just it's kind of pathetic in my opinion. The fact, especially, like, you can notice the fact that it seems like every single play was getting down to the the last second. I'm surprised that the refs didn't call multiple delay of game penalties because it looked like the clock was at zero. I'm not going to lie. Well, I think you take, if you fix those, uh, they had very few... Delay of game penalties. They ended up using a lot of charged timeouts to get by those. I think if you change that part of the Dolphins, they can win this game. 
I also think this game with Skylar Thompson in at QB proves how good the Miami Dolphins really were this season. You know, had Tua not gotten obliterated multiple times, I think the Dolphins could be a very good team. Uh, It also proves to me, which, you know, I say it like a broken record, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are not them. The turnovers, the way the offensive line can just collapse. I mean, you beat Skyler, a Skyler Thompson-led quarterback team, a Skyler Thompson-led team, and won on a last-minute field goal. Yeah, you notice how the Dolphins only put up nine offensive points on the Jets the week prior yeah. in the last game of the regular season? and then Eleven. Well, no, they no, didn't they, have a last-minute field goal. The it, Bills? Yeah, they had one in the first half, but that's that's hardly considered a, a last-minute field goal. They were up by three at the half, at the end of the half. Yeah, it was 20-17 to 17 at halftime. My bad. All right, well, there, shoot. Wait, what were you getting the, confused about? Like, what did you say? I, I don't even know where I messed up there. The Dolphins were not there in the second half because they had... Obviously, they had their two touchdowns plays. But other than that, they went three and out, three and out, three and an interception, four downs. But that, that's punch. what that's exactly what I'm saying. Then they had 11 plays. Skyler Thompson, plays. and you win by three. Skyler Thompson. Where did Skyler Thompson play football last year? Kansas they, State. I'm saying that what your argument doesn't make sense because they they went nowhere. So, the fact that they almost... They were down. They were down 17-0 and lost by three. How can you say they went nowhere? It has nothing to do with how the offense did, how the Dolphins' offense did. It's how the Bills' defense did to stop them in the second half. That's what won them the game. It has nothing to do with how good or how bad the Dolphins are. The Dolphins lost because of their defense. I disagree. Just astronomically. I have to say, as a Dolphins fan watching every game this season, it has, in all their losses, has basically been the same exact outcome. If the offense is grounded to a standstill, basically, then the defense is out there every second of the game, it seems like. If you go and look, the other teams will have the time of possession in their hands the entire game, basically. And so then the Dolphins' defense gets worn out. But, I, I, I mean, it doesn't go to say that Boyer wasn't a bad defensive coordinator, and I'm glad that he's gone now. But the defense was doing pretty well, all things considered, considering how much they were on the field for every single game, especially as of the past month or so. And I I will say this doesn't look like the case based on the fact that the Bills scored 34 points. But the Miami's defense, Miami Dolphins defense actually put up a very good performance because both teams had a lot of possessions in this game. The Bills had 16 possessions throughout the game and only scored 34 points. So the, yeah, the how Dolphins... Many, how ha- many plays did they have? What does it say? Um, I don't have how that m- up. But the, the Dolphins held them to just around two points per possession, which is respectable and got a touchdown from their defense early in the third quarter. So their defense actually put up a respectable performance in this game. And, and that's what's kept them in the game, not the Bills' lack of offense. I will also say, what, yeah, 
for the Dolphins to have won this game, they simply would have needed more on offense because they similarly had a ton of possessions in this game, only scored 24 offensive points. So although I don't like people saying what if, there is a reasonable argument that this could have been a different outcome with Tua if the Miami offense had been clicking because Skylar Thompson did not have – did not have a great game for a starting player. He was like 15 for 50 he or was something. Eight, 18 for 45 for a touchdown and that two interceptions. not good whatsoever. And we already got a sample of that a couple weeks ago when Tua, the Tua-led offense was in Buffalo during that snow game, and the Dolphins had the lead for a majority of the game and then lost it. So well, I guess we'll never know. It's just one of those big what-ifs. But yeah. And that's what's part of – professional sports and really all sports is you have to have the flexibility if you're if you're missing a player yeah you have to overcome adversity that's all it is your team can't be all on the back of one guy because then what happens when he gets hurt what happens when you lose the contract with him anything can happen it all falls apart and then you're back to nobody missing the playoffs every year oh no i agree they needed to have a better backup quarterback I mean, that part, so, that's so, what I'll never understand because Bridgewater was available for two straight weeks and they never used him. And Bridgewater isn't all that terrible. He has experience. I'm sure that he's had at least one playoff game, right? You with, think back with the Vikings or something? You think Bridge, either way? You think Bridgewater could have been enough to make a difference in this game? Possibly. It's he po- wouldn't like. We'll I, never I know, know for well, fact, again the what ifs. I know yeah. for a fact that Bridgewater wouldn't have went eighteen for forty five. Ah, that is very true. He can make much better throws than well, Thompson okay. can, and we've okay. seen it like in the times that he's had to replace Tua over the season. But yeah, not that it'll make a big difference in statistics, but that just first, in, the, in, in the overall flow of the game. Oh, it yeah. could have made a difference. It could have made a difference. It wouldn't have been but seventeen like, 0, Look at the look at the first quarter. Some of the passes that Jalen Waddle was dropping in Tyreek Hill. I mean, you, you were the, they were hitting him in the chest. Yeah, it's another one of those things. It's just another game, just like the Chargers Jags game we were talking about, where the team that lost there was multiple components that led them to losing the game, where they could have had a chance. But hundred percent. All right, next game from this past weekend: the Giants and Vikings. Giants winning by a touchdown. Really good game by the Giants. Very good game. Daniel Jones. I was happy with that game. Daniel Jones was finally looking like the player that he's supposed to be with how high of a pick he he was a couple years ago. Did you see um, on Wikipedia they've changed Daniel Jones' entry, and it's like nicknames, and it's like Danny Dimes, and he's got all sorts of nicknames in now instead of just like the one. Yeah, there's no more hate for him. Yeah, there's no more hate for him all of a sudden. Danny Dimes is here. Isn't Isn't that ironic? But state of New York's behind him now. Yeah. No, I mean I don't have much to say about. I mean, I feel like to a certain extent we kind of knew that the Vikings were going to lose this game. I mean, yeah, they went thirteen and four. They were a very good team, but they had their ups and downs. I better say when this they week were, was one of their downs. Yeah, I better say when we saw them down, they were far down. Yeah. And every game the Vikings have lost, Justin Jefferson, I can say he's been contained. And this this was the case this past week where although they allowed him to get get seven catches, it was just for 47 yards and no touchdowns. So that that was 
I mean, that's proven to be the recipe to beat the Vikings is to contain Jefferson, and that's that's one of the things the Giants did very well this past week. Well, and I mean, the final play, fourth and eight, and you throw a two, three yard pass to TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. I mean, who drew that up? I think that kind of that kind of reflects Kurt Cousins' season. When he's not throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson. <laughs> oh, no, 100%. 100 oh, I don't care how covered Justin Jefferson is. Fourth and eight, your season's on the line. Huck it up to him. He's got a shot of I mean, Hawkinson is a good player, too. Oh, but no. If, I'm he's, not, if he's three yards down the field, why on earth are you throwing that's that? That's what I'm saying. Him? I'm not. If Hawkinson, you know, is five, five, ten yard, five, eight yards further down, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> But you went for a guy that wasn't going to get you a first down where he was, and you have what a lot of people consider to be the best wide receiver in the league, and who's made plenty of who's spectacular made, catches. Look at the, the catch the, against the Bills he had earlier. The Bills, and that was a similar situation late in the game on fourth down. Do that. And long. Try. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, huck it up. If so, what if you throw an interception? It was fourth and eight. Clock's running out. If you don't throw an interception and he catches it. You're right there. I, yeah, Minnesota just has its own issues. Anything okay, on we, this game, yeah, Jackson? Nope, that's it. Let's. We have the uh, Bengals Ravens game, also very close game. Um, tied up until the fourth quarter. You know, uh, I you got it. Another thing, I think I don't think the Ravens should have been this close without Lamar. Um. However, with that being said, first off, shout out Sam Sam Hubbard for that touchdown, 98 yards. But I feel like this is what we saw with Cincinnati last year. They won the game against the Raiders in the first round, but they didn't necessarily look good. Like it was a close game, like close, close closer than it should have been. Ex- and I and that's just kind of how I feel about this, you know. The Bengals are on a 9-game win streak right now. I'm not I'm not the game was a little close. I'm not too worried about it. Would it be crazy to say that the Ravens were the better team in that game? Does it feel like just that? Because e. No, because if you think about it, it was a 14-point swing on one play in the game in the fourth quarter. Oh. The Ravens had the chance I, to take the lead agree, at the one-yard line. I you saying that. I think the Ravens were actually putting themselves in a better position to win. And that, that play being a 14-point swing, if instead of – that fumble recover happening, Huntley gets an extra half yard and gets the touchdown beforehand. Like, they're sitting at 24-17 with 11 left in the game. Yeah. 11 minutes left in the game, and then you notice that the Bengals didn't score the rest of the game too? And that, the, the, that Ravens, said, the Ravens had a chance to win. They, the end, or Well, at least tied up in the end on the last play because it went through the receiver's hands on the Hail Mary. One thing I will say is if the Ravens – the Bengals didn't score, but they also didn't need to the rest of the game. They just needed to milk the clock. Okay, if, so if the Ravens I mean, had gone yeah. up seven, there's a good chance the Bengals match it. Like It's v- very possible. We'll never know. But I will say, based on the amount of yards and first downs gained, the, I mean, Baltimore had 130 more yards on offense than Cincinnati, which is not how any anyone was expecting this game to go. Again, I'll point it out to, you know, this is kind of how the Bengals played last year. But I have a question for you guys. Say say Sam Hubbard doesn't do that, goes to overtime, Baltimore wins. Do we think Lamar comes back? Because I don't think, 
I don't think the Ravens, if they make, like, if the Bengals make it past this first round, I think the Bengals can beat the Bills. I don't think the Ravens can beat the Bills with Tyler Huntley. Maybe if Lamar comes back, but do you, but do we think Lamar's coming back if they here's, win this game? Here's the thing, though. Uh, he probably uh, would have been back for that game, like the Bengals yeah, game. I mean, he has, anything, he, like, he has a legitimate knee injury, so, like, it all, I mean, it comes down to his injury. Like, there's no reason. It comes down to the fact that he's got to sign a contract this summer and he doesn't want to, you know, have a really bad injury going into a contract. And that's fair. And having already had one this year, he is more at risk for one. But if I, yeah, this, I mean, it's a hard situation. I, I could see if, he, I mean, if he's healthy, I, I would think he would play. But. I mean, it, it's hard to tell exactly what, what, what his motives are, behind, like, and what's being talked about behind closed doors. Again, another big what if. Yeah. We don't really know on the what ifs. All right, moving on to another game from this past weekend. We have the Seahawks and the Forty ers This one was pretty much expected. Yeah, I mean the, the I, Seahawks I, go going f- out there in the yeah. in the first half. But the first half, that, I was like, ooh, I was like, there's no way. There's no way Geno Smith does this. That's but then, a, that is what was going through my head. After that, though, Brock Purdy in the second half looked like he's the real deal and he's ready to be the forty nine the forty ers QB of the future. Well, let me. Uh, I saw a stat on ESPN that said in the second half, on consecutive plays for San Francisco, Christian McCaffrey scored sixteen point one fantasy points. Think about how wild that is. Off two plays. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I think that kind of sums up how the 49ers played in that second half yeah. against Seattle. Yeah, and personally, as a Seahawks fan, I'm I'm not disappointed about this, especially because we were competitive for the first half in a season where we were supposed to be in the running for the number one overall pick this year at the beginning. So I'm proud of our team for for being competitive through a half of a playoff game. That being said, Brock Purdy did look like the real deal. I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco goes with him going forward because he's proven he can win important games with them. And being on a rookie contract, that could be very valuable for their team. Their their offense is also looking very strong because their defense has been... Their, their defense has been elite this whole season, but now that their offense is clicking with McCaffrey and all their weapons getting healthy at the right time, San Francisco is looking really strong at the right time of the season. Agreed. I agree as well. Jackson, any words? Nope. All right. Final game of the wild card round, the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. And let me just say, we all called Cowboys, right? Yep. We did. We I all was, said and I was I was scared of I was about absolutely this. terrified. I was that. too. Just go ahead and put that man Tom Brady into retirement, Dak. <laughs> go Cowboys. Jerry Jones. I don't care who you want to give the credit to. I hope we don't see that man Tom Brady touch the field again. No, but it's it's funny how we're talking about the 49ers being dominant, and it seemed like the Cowboys were just as dominant as well in that game. You know, often Dak was flawless. This was his best game of the season. If Dak can keep this up, you know, the cow- like I said, I've got the Cowboys going. But I mean, if Dak, I don't. 
Cowboys looked – and they've got a defense too. Yeah, they have a defense. I mean, they held 31 to 14. Should have been 35, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone that's, out there. That's another topic that we have to I discuss right now. I could have gone out there. I can't help. believe that. You're a professional NFL kicker. We have to look up how much he's getting paid right now because any you know, one of us could – could be going out there and making it at least a little bit closer than what he was doing. In the history of the NFL playoffs, no kicker has ever missed more than three extra points. This man missed four. They're lucky that it wasn't a close game because could you imagine if it was that's down a sure point. If the Buccaneers, if the Buccaneers had been scoring and this was a close game, that would have. I mean, those could have been much more meaningful. That would have were. actually been that scary. That man would have lost his job. I Think will say, about I, the Cowboys fans. I'm glad, I'm glad the Cowboys are keeping him as the starter, giving him a second chance next week, especially what we saw with Trevor Lawrence because he went out and had four interceptions with, in the first half. Like, some people could have made it. I don't know who their Jags backup is, but some people could have made an argument at that moment in time to bench Trevor Lawrence in the playoff game. They didn't. They came back and won. So for that reason, I'm glad the Cowboys are giving him a second chance next week. You know, I would agree with you. I think it's right that they give him a second. Because, I mean, he went almost perfect, if not, what was he, 50 for 53 during this season? Yeah, he was one of the best kickers in the league One of the best kickers in the league. However, I do have to say, you see him mess up next week. Ooh, you're going to have some angry Cowboy fans. And they said that you kept him. I mean, they announced their bringing in some competition for him this week. So, which I agree with, like, hopefully the, like, iron sharpens iron in practice this week and they're kicking. But, yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're sticking with him, showing confidence in him going into the, the next round matchup against the 49ers. I agree 100%. All right. Brett Mayer's salary. You ready for this? Oh, please don't make me mad. Please be a reasonable number. Nine hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. Okay, you know for what? For one year, that, I'm all right. That's not outrageous. That's not outrageous, but it's still one million a year, essentially. Well, and frankly, he's he's earned that throughout this year because being being a solid kicker this year, and look, fortunately for him and the Cowboys, those extra points weren't didn't end up being meaningful. Didn't. Risk them a loss. I guarantee people are still going to be talking about him leading up to this game, though. They are. Because so it'll, like, be, it'll this, be a this much closer a very, game this time. I agree, and this will be a very crucial game for him because he definitely, like, the pressure's on. Like, well, he does need a bounce-back performance. About it, like Jackson just said, this is a – he's on a one-year contract. If he finishes in the two games of a contract year, going something like, say, two or three for seven – that's not gonna. That's not gonna get you a contract next year on a different team. So I think he he might have a little bit. You know, he's got some pressure on this game in not just a team aspect, but also like a, a personal aspect for him. Like he has got to good play good this week. All right, here's an even better stat for oh you. No. Oh no! So think about how much mm, an average car costs. A, a cheap car will cost you like ten to twenty thousand, right? Okay. This man gets paid per kick, as of right now, roughly thirteen thousand nine hundred eighty-five dollars per kick. Dog, let me tell you per what. time that he goes up there and he just kicks the football. It doesn't matter where it goes. Doesn't matter 
if it goes backwards or forward, left, right, down the middle. Well, to hits, a certain extent, in the face. to a certain extent, it does matter because he can get he can get fired and or benched and stop kicking if he mixes too um, many. Yeah, so then he's just getting paid to sit on a bench. <laughs> then he's getting paid to drink some Gatorade with athletic trainers in the back. <laughs> getting paid to be the water boy. That's about oh, one. Speaking of that, did you guys know? And I found this stat the other day when I was reading. Did you know NBA water boys? Can make up to 175k a year. All right, we're stopping yeah. the pad co- podcast. We're gonna go uh, get ourselves some <laughs> jobs in the Miami Heat. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys later. Yeah, I would say one one thing that's probably a bigger trend than with the kickers this game. Tom Brady, as we were talking about last time, this means this is his first time in around a decade that his team has lost in two straight years in the playoffs. So. Another big aspect with him is he's a free agent, so it's going to be very interesting to see how this loss affects well, him going into. If free his agency. loss doesn't send him into overtime, I'm er, into retirement. I'm going to be livid, livid. Frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if he responds to this by going to, I mean, going to another team, starting fresh, like he did with the Buccaneers three years ago. No, screw that. Because this loss feels very similar to the loss he had that sent him out of New England, and he just went got a fresh start in Tampa Bay. But there were a lot of other issues, like coaching issues and front office issues. That he there were, and in Tampa Bay, he's had. I mean, he has new coach. There's been coordinator issues. There's been injury issues. Like this, this feels like a good time. He could go get a fresh start with another organization, or he could flip and retire. Leave. Well, I don't want to see him anymore. There, there's nothing left that he can do. Exactly. He's not if, going to a Super Bowl anymore. If a team picks him up, it's about 85% business deal. Well, right. Wanting want to get that giant sign, like what Tampa has in downtown Tampa, that says, Welcome, Tom, with the picture of Tom Brady and the yeah. Bucks logo. Like, that's just stupid. Like, that, that, that's the only reason that a team's going to pick him up. Is that's not. Okay. That, that is a down. very good reason to pick him up. He's very. I mean, the most marketable player in the NFL right now, I would say. But that's not the only reason. He was in, if I'm not mistaken, third. I know for sure top three in passing yards this year. He's still a very capable passer in the in No, because you have to think. They have the worst rushing offense in the league by far, so he's going to have to pass the ball. I was going to say, who are you going to head it to? That is true. You, can, you can also use that stat to say that he he was on an offense where he got no no help from the rushing. He team. was on an offense that shouldn't have been in the playoffs. That's completely That's true. That's what he was. That on. being said, I don't, I don't feel like the blame should necessarily go to him for that. Not completely. I'm not saying there should be any blame. I'm just saying that he. I still should think be done. <laughs> I still think he's talented enough that if you put the right roster around him on another team, he could lead that team to the I to just, the Super I, Bowl. Still. I mean, they've had the same components for the most part that they did two years ago in their lineup, other than, what, Gronk? Is Gronk going to have to come Antonio back Brown. Yeah. Yeah, they're missing Gronk, Antonio Brown, Evans and C.J. Godwin have been dealing with injuries throughout this year. C.J. Godwin? I'm sorry, Chris Godwin. I mean, that's what Godwin's been dealing with a majority of his career, though. They've been used to that. Even with... Like, the times that Evans and Brady were out there on the field, you noticed that the headlines were the fact that their chemistry was just not good anymore. 
like through the entire season, their chemistry has not been good. Like he he still had a what a one K season, but people that's all that they were talking about. Like Brady just he can't. I mean, he can maybe put up the stats, but they're meaningless stats at this point because they don't do anything. They were eight and nine this season. They got to be way better than, than that. They have a capable lineup. They still had a majority of their offense that they had two years ago. A majority of their defense that they had two years ago. There's, there's nothing they, else. You I can mean, do. they had multiple offensive line get injured, and that affected the the running back production a lot. I mean, because they had okay, could, you could say sure, that. Sure, but they still have. You Leonard could say Fournette. that, but in. In the but Leonard Fournette wasn't producing in this like game, he has they in had, past years. In this game, they had Ryan Jensen back, who was their top offensive lineman at, in their center, and they still weren't able to do anything whatsoever. And and Brady did not look good. He was he had one of his worst playoff games we've ever seen. He just he just does not he's not able to be at that level anymore to where he's able to carry a team to a. Super All right. Well, we'll have to see this offseason where. What he chooses to do regarding his future, well, and what Tampa Bay chooses to do. That that is a valid point. But on to the divisional round this upcoming week. We have some very exciting matchups. Starting with on Saturday, the number four Jacksonville Jaguars against the first seed Kansas City Chiefs. All right, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but for me, this is an absolute shoe in. I don't. I'm not worried about Kansas City losing this game. I think Kansas City will win. I just feel like there's not much to say about this game. I agree 100%. I think Kansas City's got, got the Chiefs. Easily. I I th- I could see a path for the Jaguars to win this game. That being said, I still have the Chiefs. If if Trevor Lawrence can play the whole game or at least most of the game like he played the second half of last week, I could see this being a very competitive game. However, I still think the Chiefs have the edge in this matchup. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game, but I feel like we can safely say that we think the Chiefs will win in this one. I think the the key for Jacksonville here, honestly, is the fact that they can't get down early like they have the past two games against the Titans and the Chargers because you can't do that against the Chiefs, especially if you don't have an offense that's able to compete with them whatsoever. So they have to keep this had a low score, which there's not much chance of. Yeah, Jacksonville has to get out early, and even if they do, the Chiefs have proven that they have an ability to come back. Yeah. So, The only team in recent memory that we've been able to see beat the, the Chiefs in the playoffs at Kansas City is the Bengals last year, and that was a really close game. So. Just think in the divisional round, the Chiefs can't lose. Yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, the next game, our one divisional matchup in this second round. We have the Eagles against the Giants. All right, how are we feeling about this one, This boys? one's a little bit tougher. I, well, I have to be completely honest. I have to agree. Because the Giants have come off their, their best game of the season, arguably. And, I mean, the Eagles are on rest, though. And... They have Jalen Hurts back, and he's had a couple of weeks to be able to practice again with the team and everything. And so, I don't know what to think about this one. I think the difference in this game is going to be New York's lack of, not only their lack of receivers, because that proved to not be a problem against Minnesota's defense, but that combined with Philadelphia having a, sh- a much stronger defense than Minnesota did, I think, 
the Giants are going to struggle to score against the Eagles' defense, and I think the Eagles are going to win a relatively low-scoring game here. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it really comes down to the Eagles' defense, and wait, scroll down, Jackson, for a quick second, because then they just played. Yeah, they played two weeks ago at Philly, and it was 22-16, to 16, so the Giants' offense wasn't able to do much of anything, so I think that'll be the difference maker. The Eagles' defense is just going to be – they're much better than the Vikings' defense is. So yeah, and as we I talked, think, about I think the it, Eagles have the edge. It might be a close game, though. So I like everything you boys have just said. I agree with ninety nine percent of it. Oh, what's the one percent that we're? With that being said, <laughs> I have nothing to back this up. I just can I mute him now? Uh oh. Yes, I'm going to be picking the New York Giants to upset the Eagles. I think. Okay. This is like, like he said, it's a. It's a divisional game. It's going to be a very um, competitive game in terms of mentality and, he said, division. I think Giants fans will travel for this game, which will be huge. Well, easily. It's like and a I think two-hour drive or something like that. That's what I'm saying. And I think, like I said, we saw Daniel Jones have a great game this last week. And while the Eagles' defense is better than Minnesota's, I, you know, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, I, like, it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I, I think the Giants can pull it off, and I'm going to go with the Giants. I think Giants' key to victory in this game is going to be uh, scoring early against the Eagles because I just saw with their last game, they went zero points in the first half. They went just absolutely none, down by 16 then they came back and scored 16, but they also let up six more points. So it, with that being said, the Giants just need – I don't even know if you want to have them have more defense or have them have more offense. Either one, something's got to step up. And if that doesn't step up, then we're going to see issues there. But also coming off of their last game against uh, – who does what? Minnesota, where they, they clearly knew what they were doing in that game. I I I could see the Giants winning. I could also see the Eagles winning in just fashion of how they've been winning most of the games this season. Do it. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go with the Giants in this game. Yes! Just kidding. No! <laughs> You're mean. <laughs> Do it. Go with the Giants. Honestly, I could go either way. I'm going to go I'm going to go Giants for the upset because what's going to hurt me if I'm wrong, you know? He's no longer simping. We love it. No I'm longer so simping. proud of you. Every time I've said that the Eagles are going to win, they won. Okay, so and so then why don't you I haven't been simping over the Eagles at all, actually. Okay, sure. So okay. <laughs> well, first off, I will say that you, you said that something was working for the Giants last week, and that's the fact that they were playing the worst defense in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I mean that'll do it. It, it worked. And I don't <laughs> know why I'm saying this, but one stat. In Z and Jackson's favors this century, the Giants have by far the best playoff record against number one seeds at six and zero. So, oh, I love, I love that I is like a that beautiful stat. random stat. Please, thank you. I love so you. that. I mean, that is a very applicable stat to this game. Is the Giants are playing the number one seed Eagles? That being said, I am still picking that to turn into six and one. Yeah. 
I like, mean, uh, like all trends, they have to come to an end. At some point, just like the Brady one last week. Yeah. The, the silly of band not, trend of not ended. winning a Super Bowl for two straight years for a while. And he lost to the Cowboys. He was undefeated going into that game. Yeah, you can say this about most football games, but the ultimate key is who comes out the gate striking. Like you were just saying, like how the yeah, Giants th- that the Giants de- that definitely to, helped the Chargers out last week. The Giants need to come out week. on offense strong, so then they make a statement, and then they're able to hold on and keep that going throughout the entirety of the game. But we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah, it's going to be hard to make a comeback, especially in Philadelphia, because although they're going to make. Uh, Giants fans are definitely going to make that trip because it's not going to be a hard trip for them to make. Yeah. They're still in Philadelphia, and that cannot It's still going to be a hostile it, it's environment. Still it's going to be insane. Philadelphia and the game is not itself, the place. Considering how deep the Giants-Eagles rivalry goes, it's going to be a filthy game, I think. Oh, nuts. It's going to come down in the trenches. It's I agree 100%. I agree 100%. That'll be a good game, so. All right, next, another good game. This one of the better games in recent playoffs, Bengals Bills. Re- a rematch of the the canceled game and towards the end of this season. This this could has the potential to be a very emotional game. Who do you guys have taking this one? Um this is going to sound horrible of me to say. Before the DeMar Hamlin incident happened, we saw the Bengals come out and just immediately score against the Bills with no issue. 7-0. Now, Bills went down and kicked a field goal 7-3, and that's when DeMar ha- the DeMar issue happened. I don't see the Bengals having an issue scoring against this Bills team and missing their start- a starting defensive player in DeMar is only going to make it easier for the Bengals to score. I think the Bengals and Bills match up very well. I just think the Bengals are the better team, and that's where my pick is going to be. I'm going with the Bengals. I'm going with the Bills in this game. Of course you are. (laughs) Can you give us your uh, reasoning why? A lot of that is, I mean, the Bills' offense, having Stephon Diggs, which, which has helped them a ton late in game, along with Josh Allen's ability, he's one of the better passers and rushing quarterbacks in the league. So, although, I mean, the matchup of Buff- Buffalo does have a strong defense. The way they match up against the Bengals' offense does concern me, as Z was pointing out. I still have, I, I, I could very well see that this game coming down to who has the last possession, and I see the I Bills winning a magical one. <sighs> oh, Josh is thinking hard about this one. I mean, I have to. It's I know, just it's this is it. This is a. Really I've thought a lot about my podcast picks this week. I will say that I've, I did a lot. I did a lot of thinking and weird stat looking at this past week. So I I came in a little more prepared than some of us may have. Because personally, I think at its peak, we saw the Dolphins' defense was able to do what they did against Allen and force the amount of turnovers that he had. But I just don't – the Bengals' defense is just – I don't think they're able to get as many turnovers from him. I think he'll have a cleaner game. But I think both offenses 
are going to have an outstanding game. Oh, it's but, definitely going to be a really good game to watch offensively. But just like. after seeing what the Bengals did at home against the Ravens on offense, I'm going to have to pick the Bills. It'll be a shootout, but I'm also gonna I go. think the Bills just have the edge. I really – wait, say what you were going to say because I think I, I cut you off a little bit. Yeah, I'm definitely – I'm also going to go with the Bills in this game. Uh, just looking at the, the last season and – Really looking at the stats of the teams, they're pretty, really evenly matched with uh, rushing yards, passing yards, uh, even re- leading receiver Stefan Diggs obviously has a higher edge on there. Uh, but I'm just looking up more stats for that. No, and I think the NFL but script writers are gonna want to have the <laughs> the Bills Chiefs in. In the AFC Championship on a neutral site field because we'd never seen anything like that before. <laughs> so I know it's a joke, but I, I think that might actually happen. That, but, that would certainly be a sight to see. Yeah, and everybody has been talking about the, I mean, all all the stuff with the number three after the after DeMar Hamlin going down, and this is three games since that happened. Oh, my goodness. Don't even. Oh, just just, just oh. pulling out a random stat. This oh one, it's my. one that Z doesn't like. But See, I feel like that's not even a stat. That's just like a That's just a random thing. Yeah, that that's you just, find. no, that's not even a stat. That's just one of those things that people are trying to find just to have a reason to talk about that still. Did you see they're wearing gold pins for the, the number three, the Bills are, for this game? On their jerseys? How cute. Pins? Wait, wait. Shouldn't that be illegal? A, a pin or a patch? It's, I, it it's, looks like a pin. Go, it needs I, to be a pass, bro. I there's no way it's yeah, a pin. Yeah, there's no way I, it, it could be a. I swear. A pin? Having a pin would be dangerous. Like, like I could see the coaches wearing a pin. Yeah. The coaches wear a Maybe pin. Maybe they're not wearing it the during the game. A it's, a, it's 100% a pin. Maybe they're not wearing it during the game, though. Let me see if I can find this. And if you look at just... Did, wait, Jackson, did you pick one of these teams? I did. I picked the Bills. Uh, See against look, the world. I know, and on that, that's like not even a crazy pick. Well, it's not a crazy pick. It's not pick, a crazy but I pick, but I also, like, it. Th- there's four of us. So you're not going to get a, a good sample yeah. size yeah, from exactly. four people. But if you look at just the Bills' last five games... There are three before they had, I guess. Both are undefeated w- in the last five. Well, yeah, but. And both had Bills. extremely close games last week against teams they shouldn't have been extremely close against. The Bills, they had 23 points they led against New England, 13 and 12 against Chicago and New, and New York Jets. What's your point? The only team that they've struggled with, looking at just the last five games, is Miami Dolphins, where they led up 29 and 31 points. Well, you n- want to you want consider twenty three points against New England struggling? Not really. I would say not none when they win by thirteen. Those other Fair. three teams are not teams they should have struggled. Because you got to consider the fact that the Patriots were also fighting true. for their playoff spot in that game, so they were going to play good. They played good most of the game, but then the Bills had the edge in the end, and they and that was mostly because of the two kickoff returns. But really, in that, that game. stuff doesn't matter. Like this game is going to be fresh, and both teams are going to come out swinging. Yeah, it's gonna be right. a good offensive game. And then the the last game of the week. Oh, it's a pendant. 
that they're wearing. What does that mean? I'm not. It's just okay. like a patch. Okay, that would make sense. See, but I mean, look at that. Tell me that doesn't look like a pin. That's no, what they're does. wearing. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. Like, that's stupid. Like, that sounds bad of me to say because it was DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. <laughs> but they're already wearing a patch. Why do you need this thing, too? Moving on. Before Z gets too upset. And <laughs> Before says I say something stupid. He shouldn't be saying. Yeah. Beyond what he's already saying. Let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys. Take on San Francisco. At 630. The matchup predictor always confuses me every time. So they oh, have yeah. 53% for Dallas, yet you look down at the pick center and the the Vegas odds or whatever right now, and it's got the Niners at 400. I could not tell you. I just... So... Yeah, we, we have seen throughout the past ESPN matchup predictor is not always the most trustworthy oh, source. you mean a computer doesn't know what's going to happen in real life? The most, the most extreme I'm example sure is when it gave Boston over an 80% chance to beat the Warriors last year. That being said, I think that the magic predictor will be getting this one correct. I've got the Cowboys beating the 49ers. This game has some of the most t- talent on both sides. Should be a really exciting game. An extremely I, close game. And I agree with that. I've got the Cowboys winning this one. Usually it's Aaron Rodgers in this kind of situation where he's playing at the 49ers and having a problem in either the championship round or divisional round. But this time we got the Cowboys, and I think it'll be an extremely close game. But in the end, I still got the the Niners moving on. I think I'm going to stick with them. I just don't see them losing at home. They, it's rare for them. Have they lost a game at home this year? 49ers? Yeah. I can say for yes. a fact they haven't. Oh, they lost to the Chiefs. But that's I think that's been it. I can say they haven't lost a game in a while. Okay, oh, it, it says they, the record up at the top, they're 8-1 and one at home. 8-1 and one at home. They're on a fat win streak. I just I think they've been on a roll. Ever since they got McCaffrey, they've been looking like the most consistent team in the league. Oh, 100%. And I don't think they're going to stop. I think their offense is at its peak right now after coming off scoring 41 points against the Seahawks. I think you could I argue that Dallas's offense is peaking. I think it's at its peak too, but I, the 49ers defense also has the edge in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Ooh. It's been the best in the league all season. How Dallas has got to have. I mean, the, they're probably I mean, right th- there. This but is, I mean, these are two of the best defenses in the league. Like and so basically they really have game. they have similar components to both of their teams. I would, but yeah. I'm gonna give the edge to the Niners considering that are at home. This is either gonna be like the best NFL NFL postseason game we've seen in a while, or one of the worst. Because wait, okay, watch the final score be like three right zero or let's some right crap. Here. Okay, so the Cowboys in their last five games, so they won at Tampa convincingly. They but lo- then right they, before, they lost by 20 and only put up six points to Washington. But I don't know if they cared all that much, though. And then they, the 14-point win at Tennessee and then lost at Jacksonville. I, they're kind of just well, incons- they also they're inconsistent Philly. on they the road. Philly, yeah. they, but that's at home. I'm, I'm considering games on the road. Okay, that's fair. And that was with Philly's backup QB, so well, I don't know you'll if that's also as have to look- Oh, well, I guess 49ers aren't on the road, so it doesn't matter. But, I mean, look at that. Las Vegas – 
37 to 34 in overtime. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm only considering the fact that they're home wins and no, yeah, Dallas on the road. That's absolutely. Valid. Yeah, San Francisco's been one of the, since getting McCaffrey. They've been one of the most consistent teams. Their offense has started to look really strong, as well as their defense. That being said, I think Dallas has the higher ceiling in this game, and as long as they with their talent on both offense and defense. I think if they play to that ceiling, they'll edge the 49ers, and that's why I'm picking them. That's the game. thing, though. I don't know if you could say that the Cowboys have a better ceiling, though. The 49ers just, have been consistent their, all year. The, the 49ers' offense could be the best in the league by far. The they Cowboys the are weapons. winning on a pattern. They're doing it intentionally. They lost to the Commanders on purpose. <laughs> yeah, you could say You're that, ridiculous. but that's not what we're, that's not what we're putting <laughs> well, in point right now, though. Like, with the weapons and... Um, Kyle Shanahan is the best offensive player caller in the league, and I'm not. I'm not arguing against. I don't know that. who. I Wait, don't know who okay. else you could say right now. I mean, Dak, Kellen Moore is definitely up there. He's if you look at da- Dallas's offense, Dak. He hasn't had a great year this year, but when he's playing well, he plays really well, as we saw last week. I mean, you could say the same about Purdy. Now he's reaching his peak, and he yeah. And I'm not. I'm not knocking on anyone on the 49ers, but then they have two elite running backs in Zeke and Pollard. C.D. Lamb, and that's probably where the edge is. And having elite receivers in the NFL has proven to be crucial for teams winning. And that's the thing with the 49ers, too. I mean, they have elite receivers. Ayuk uh, has, has broken out this year. They have Debo Samuel. Ayuk's been really good this season. So is Debo Samuel. But I can't say either of them have been elite this season. Debo Samuel definitely <laughs> disappointed a lot of people this season. I mean, he could have disappointed, but you look at him in the game last week, and he ripped off an 80-yard touchdown by running by everybody. So, yes, I don't sir, think it really matters. Big All right, Jackson, who are, who are you picking? I am going 49ers in this game. They've got – they've just got a stronger-looking team, uh, and I'm not one for bandwagons, <laughs> but I do like Purdy, and I think it would it just would be cool as anyone to see – Someone like Brady win the Super Bowl, and even just keep going on beating teams like Dallas. If you just think about it alone, like not even just this season, the 49ers have had that winning formula for years now. They unexpectedly made the conference championship last year and made it I close with the Rams. That. Hey, congrats! Thank you. But I mean, wasn't because you remember, because <laughs> you remember at the start of their season, didn't they do like terrible? And then at the end, they started picking it up, and then they had a good run in the playoffs. And then the was it the year before? Wait, it was either the year before or the year. No, it was like two years before that is when they made the Super Bowl and they had that Super Bowl run and had a ten point lead going into the fourth against the Chiefs. I mean, Shanahan knows what he's doing, and he just has the winning formula. And I think, I think they'll keep going. All right. Well, I'm sure E thinks he's got me locked up with this pick, seeing as how I said the Cowboys would make the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I like – that's what I was about to mention. I like this game so much because – wait, who did who did you have making it out of the NFC in your early predictions again? Could he, not tell you. He had San Fran. See? Did I? So you, you two, two had, had San Fran. the Cowboys, and we had San Fran, so – And frankly – Regardless of who wins this game, I'm going to have the winner of this game winning next week against either the Eagles or the Giants. Hey, 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 hey. don't just listen to me. Just listen yeah. to me. Like, these two don't, teams don't, are much Don't start more, moving on to that yet. It's we've my turn to talk. Are, these are no, the two most talented teams in the NFC. That, like, that's what I'm saying. These are 
I mean, I wish these two teams could play in the NFC Championship. Sure. All right, let me talk. As I was saying, E thinks he's got me pegged, thinking that I'm going to pick the Cowboys. All right, I, I know who you're picking, and I, yeah. However, we know I like weird stats, and I know someone else who likes weird stats. His name's Mattress Mac. I think we're all oh, familiar gosh. with this million, million dollar better. He places a lot of very big bets in hopes to come through. He placed a bet for the Dallas Cowboys to win this game uh, and on the Dallas Cowboys' money line. Oh, 49 <laughs> The Cowboys are not winning this game. I'm sorry. Now, now that I just heard that, the Cowboys are not winning this game. Since 2018, Mattress Mac has a record of 5-18 and 18 in bets that he has placed over a million dollars like this like what he did against the Cowboys. And he somehow still made money that, off it. That is about, that's more, I'm not going to do the exact math. That's roughly a 25%, you know, success rate. It'll be exactly 25% oh, after this week. I'll say that's that. what I was going to say. But you know what? It'll be exactly 25% after this week. Give me the Cowboys beating the 49ers, baby. I love how ironic that is. The fact that you're talking about Mattress Mac and then you just made the point that you're still picking the Cowboys. Yeah, I wanted Mac only ruins it for every team that he picks. That's I wanted I wanted to do like a Lee Corso type thing where I like know who my pick and then I where go make off on like a tangent yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that. But you're about uh, 95 years too young to be Lee yeah. Corso. Con- conspiracy <laughs> alert. Z is Lee Corso. Where's my mascot head? Someone bring me a cowboy hat. Oh, mine's in Nate's room. Should I go grab it quickly? No. Why? No. Nobody, cares. Nobody can see. Only if we were videoing. Ah, oh, darn. Okay, either way. All right. Well, that's all we have time for. We will see you guys next week for more NFL. All right. Catch us Catch. on the run.